Yo, yo, what's going on, yo? What's happening? What's good? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, we can hear you. All right, cool. Yeah, man. <sighs> so y'all ready to get started? Yep, yeah, yep. this is just going to be audio? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, we'll start in three, two, one. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Thank y'all again for tuning in to the dopest indie podcast on the planet. This is the Dope Sessions Podcast with Kelvin and Tree. What up, Tree? What's going on, Kels? Oh, man, nothing much, man. What's been going on with you, bro? Uh, same old thing. Work and homework, apparently. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, but... um. You know, uh, we do have a guest with us on on the pod today, man. And uh, um, I I've told him, you know, plenty of times before. Uh, he's one of my favorite artists. Uh, he's one of my favorite people. Um, I actually had the chance to have him on an episode of the pod during the uh, during the pandemic. Um, I was doing this thing where you know I was just getting to to interview a lot of like just really just dope ass uh, indie artists and people that I really like, you know, like their music and everything like that. And this dude is one of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet to me, one of the dopest MCs and producers and just all around dope person. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen of the pod, y'all give it, uh, give it up for Fable one more time. What up, Fable? What's good, bro? Appreciate you, man. What's good, Tree? How how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be back on here. You know what I'm saying? Salute, Kelby. You know, um, everything you say, man, I appreciate it. For real, for real. Um, and I feel the same way about you, so glad to be back. Man, man, glad to have you back, man. Um, for those that don't know, man, Fable dropped a, a dope-ass album, uh, I'm Mortal. Um you can get that on, on, on all the, the DSPs, man. But um, also, uh, you dropped another album um, I forgot to mention. Uh, uh, it was an album with you and Neek and... Uh, yeah, me, um, Neek, Rashid, Hadi, and uh, Since 9-6, uh, NRFS. Yeah. And, um, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I love that project too, man. Um, I, I really want to just talk about you know, uh, I'm mortal because if if I'm not mistaken, I I want to say that you were actually, I think you were actually working on the album when we did the uh, the the episode before. Um, so I just want to know, like, just what was the process like? Like, what what did you? Uh, what was like the main goal of of, of that? Okay. Um, yeah. So last time, um, last time I was on the show, um, the album was actually done. The music portion, the music and the mix and mastering of the album. Uh, what wasn't complete was the album artwork. Um, kind of like the direction aesthetically where I wanted to go with the album. We were still working on that. Um, the album process actually started back in uh 2016 um 
I had uh, just gotten married, so me and my wife had moved to Elmwood Park, um, and it was like a it was a two bed two bed one bathroom, but um, we took the master uh, bedroom, you know, for us. But then there was an extra bedroom. This is before I had any kids, um, and I just kind of made that second bedroom. I ain't gonna even say like my man cave because it was more than that. It was really like my secluded creative space where I could really like get busy, um, you know, with the production and like just recording uh, music. So I had just uh, went to a guitar center and purchased like, you know, like a preamp, a mic. Um, I had got a MIDI keyboard. Um, and then I had gotten the newest Ableton at the time, which was Ableton 8. And um, my boy, Neek, shout out Neek, he actually gave me um, the username and password to uh, his Arteria. And Arteria cool. is just basically a platform where you can use a bunch of, like, VSTs. Like, it's it's a ridiculous program. So he gave me access to that. So, honestly, that was, like, a new frontier for me. Cause it's like, man, okay, I'm using a new program. Before that, I was using like Fruity Loops to like make make beats. But Ableton is a lot more open ended and it's more conducive for the way that I like to produce music. Um, right. So yeah, from from there, man, I just started literally every single day, just starting. Um, you know, I was making beats at first. Uh, the beats that I was making during this time, I actually uh released a beat tape called uh, Shine On Volume One. And it was really, it wasn't in really like any rhyme or reason to it. I just wanted to put a beat tape out. Um, right. So I put a beat tape out and I'm, I want to say about like three or four of those joints from the beat tape actually um, fleshed about even more production wise to use them on the album. Um, so Beautifully Made was from that beat tape. Uh, mm -hmm. Superior featuring uh, Jamal Science was from that beat tape. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, oh, uh, Don't You Know featuring uh, my wife, Nicole Evans, and um, my boy, Jay Ricks. That was actually on the beat tape as well. So right. I was, that in that period of time, I want to say, like, actually, it, it went, it was before 2016. It was actually 2015 when I started. Right. Um, just kind of, like, getting my creative juices flowing. But, like, from, from 15 to 18, man, it was, like, a it was like an onslaught of, like, creativity. It was just because I was in a different mode. Like, this was before I had kids, so I wasn't as busy. So um, I was able to really, like, listen, sit down and listen to samples, li uh, watch watch some cinema to get, like, to really get me, get my juices flowing. Um, and then all of that just came out in the album, so... Oh man, that's 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 dope, man. Like you know, I, I always wondered, like you know, as a as an artist myself, especially like when when an artist like doesn't have kids, I I would I would you know in my mind I think it's like oh it's easy I don't have this to do or this to do or whatever I could just go in and lock in and stuff like that. But when you have kids, like how hard is that process? Because you know you you know it's it's not just you and your wife. It's like you, your wife, and you know your kids, and just like man, how hard is it? And you know, when do you find time to actually like lock in and, and actually start doing, uh, doing your music? Yeah, so um, it was it wasn't that hard when we had one kid, because um, you know he was when he was real little, I could still, 
skip off into the room or I have them in my arms and I'm sitting there, you know, playing the keys or just chopping samples, whatever. So it was easy when it was just one. Now I got three kids. So, um, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot harder to get that time. But when you do get that time, it just, it forces you to be more efficient. So, um, like when I'm, when I'm making a beat, there's a certain way that I chop my beats. There's a certain way that I lay my synth strings down. There's a certain way that I lay my bass lines down. And it's just from years and years of me kind of figuring out what works for me. And so I have like a formula. And if you ask me to like explain the formula, I wouldn't be able to verbally explain it to you. But if you were just to sit in the room with me and like see how I work, I work really fast. Um, right. So a lot of those beats that's on our mortal, um, the the actual construction of the beat did not take long. Um, for a lot of them, I don't think I spent more than forty minutes on any particular beat. Um, what took the time was the song structure, the formulation. Hey, do I want to take? Do I want to take the synth strings out of this one part because I want people to hear what I'm saying? Uh, and a lot of that just is done like in the mix and mastering stage. But um, that's really what took most of the time was the actual song structure and actually writing the the songs and making sure every lyric um, is serving its purpose of what it's supposed to do. So, so Fable, how uh-huh. much of the album is actually inspired by cinema and how much is inspired by, say, your environment? I want to say it's probably evenly split. Um, at the time when I was making I'm Mortal, um, I kind of spoke with Kelvy about this in the past, um, in a, the previous interview. Um, but one of the biggest things that I was struggling with internally, just as a man, was my self-confidence um, and really uh, finishing something that I started. So it was those two things. Um, and, you know, just things that I've been through, like, in my childhood and just, like, how I was raised and, like, things that I saw around me uh, contributed to me not finishing what I started or contributed to me not really being fully confident in myself and my ability. So, um, just that this, this album, um, it, it mean it meant so much to me just because that album is actually like me putting my, my flag in the ground and saying, Hey man, I was my, I was my own biggest enemy at one point in time, but I actually saw something to fruition. I completed something, you know what I'm saying? And this is, the album is basically just it's a reflection of of me it's it's a representation of me looking at myself in the mirror and just looking at these different aspects of myself um that I want to be better you know what I'm saying there's triumphs and there's also struggle you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying so I just wanted the album to be a, a a um a perfect reflection if you will of my personal my my soul man my physical my spiritual my mental you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah man um that's why I, that's why i like the the title of the title of the album man it just it you know i think that um people tend to forget that because you know like we're human we go through all of these different struggle like we have triumphs in our life but we have struggles as well like you know and me and you like you said we we've had conversations about you know self-confidence and stuff like that and that you know and there are moments where you know for myself like just not just as an artist but a but just a man you know you we all go through it you know we all have our 
self-doubt, you know, um, and, you know, uh, like, especially like with me and, and music, I remember like, even when I was, when I was, you know, doing black cinema stuff, I had a lot of like doubts and everything like that. I, I think I've gotten to the point now where, um, you know, it's, it's not so much self-doubt and, and anything like that, but, uh, but, but of course, you know, you go through, you know, man, is this good enough? What are, you know, how are people going to react? But more importantly, like, how, how do I feel about it? You know, I, you know, I mean, you just go through all of this stuff. And uh, that, that's why I really, you know, because uh, I, I really do love the project. And I love the fact that you call it Immortal. So it's, that's a win-win for me. Yeah. And like even even like the title, the title, if you look at it, if you take if you take the uh, the parentheses out, it's Immortal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. the dichotomy of the album is more the you know mortality versus immortality. Um, the only thing that's immortal is the legacy that we live. So while we're going through the things that we go through as mortals, how are we setting ourselves up, and how are we building our legacy so that our kids and people that come after us can say, "Hey, this body of work gave me the courage to do X, Y, Z," or the way that this man lived his life. It, it inspired me to do X, Y, Z. And that's really all I'm, that's really all I'm on. Like I got three kids, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I got a legacy that I got to build because every, every night that I come home and every morning that they wake up, they look at B and they look up to me. So it's like, man, I got to make sure I'm disciplined and I'm doing what I need to do, you know, to not only get them in the right path, but to inspire them to want to chase after their goals and their dreams and their aspirations that they're going to have as they get older. So, Mm -hmm. Okay. So I mentioned me doing a little homework earlier. And so I did some reading because I had to get up to speed for the interview. But now that I I know, uh, could you explain to our listeners what the acronym FABLE means and how did you come about it? Yeah, so the acronym FABLE means uh, fully able-bodied and living eccentric. Um, I'm a, I'm a backpack baby, so, like, um, the, I was I was really on my, my backpack vibe real strong when I came up with that name, and I came up with that name in high school, so, like, 2003, um, that's when I came up with that name. Um, it's fully able-bodied living, and living eccentric. It's like I always felt like in my life, I've kind of like done things outside of the norm um, just with like how I think, how I talk, the way that I see the world around me. So that's where the, the, the eccentric part of me comes from. Um, and fully able-bodied is just meaning like, man, I'm ready, willing, and able to do anything that needs to be done at any given time. Whether it's looking out for somebody, whether it's ripping somebody's head off with, with, with lyrics, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? I'm just ready ready at all times for, for whatever, you know, comes my way. Good stuff. Man, um, so I know we we talked about this before, but I, I kind of want to, you know, talk about it again, too, just for the new listeners and stuff like that. Like, because one thing I, you know, if you have listened to me and Fables, uh, previous interview, like we're both like movie heads and stuff like that. So like what what I like to do, I don't know if you do the same thing too, but 
what I like to do is sometimes there, there may be a movie or like a, a scene from a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, did we lose him? I'm not sure. Uh, and I have no way to complete his thought. So um, while we're waiting to figure out what happened, um, I was doing some homework and realized there's another guy in, I believe, New Zealand that calls himself Fable. Doesn't have the acronym, but uh, it was interesting and it kind of like messed up my homework a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's, a, there's actually another Fable in Chicago, too. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Didn't I know that? <laughs> Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah, we hear you okay. now. Okay. All right, cool, cool. But uh, no, I was just saying as as far as um like uh like movies and and like movie scenes and stuff like that. There's something that's for me, and I, I'm pretty sure for you too. There's always a scene in a movie or that that's that that's like yo, I went through that, and then it's just like it, it's so relatable that you can like go into that like that memory bank of like all the stuff that ever happened to you, especially. In, in in that like particular scene or whatever like that is that how you kind of uh start writing or you know how, how does that process come along for you believe it or not man the what sparked my writing was me watching a lot of uh anime at that time um mm-hmm. so one of my favorite animes of all time is is uh akita or akira however you want to say it um mm-hmm. but that's um the story in that movie, um, just Tetsuo, Tetsuo finding out that he has this ridiculous amount of power embedded inside of him, but if he mishandles that power, it could consume him, and in the movie, that's exactly what happened, um, at the end, so, um, just that dichotomy of, you know, with, with the whole saying, with great power comes great responsibility, and a lot of the times, we think we don't have what we need, but it's embedded deep within us. But mm-hmm. if we don't know how to manage those things or those gifts, then those gifts can overtake us. So um, Tetsuo turning into like the huge blob or whatever, just because the power that was inside of him just overwhelmed him and mm-hmm. it just went out of control. Um, I feel like, I feel like that is a metaphor for um, our doubts, our self-doubt and our shortcomings or how we look down on ourselves, like our, our internal, our internal like mirror, like the way that we view ourselves outside of ourselves, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're not, um, if you're not first and foremost aware of that, and if you don't, check those thoughts or you check those feelings or those emotions, those emotions and those feelings and those thoughts can overwhelm you and they can make you lose your mind, both literally and figuratively. So that that movie right there is what sparked our mortal. Just like the writing and like the aesthetic. And I knew that I wanted it to be a self reflecting album. So that that movie, Akira, that's what spearheaded like me to start writing um this album 
another movie um, that kind of put me in the headspace, not so much story-wise, but um, sound-wise, as far as, like, different sounds and quirks and ambiance and things like that, was Interstellar. Mm. Um, and, and Interstellar Interstellar is one of my, my favorite uh, movies, but it's also one of my favorite Matthew McConaughey movies. Um, that just that movie in and of itself, the sound of it is so mind blowing. It's so synth heavy and it's things that I gravitate towards with my own production sound. Um, another one, um, that kind of like, I don't want to say form the sound, but it kind of like put me in the mind frame of the sound is a uh, stranger things. And then also at the same time, I was listening to, to a lot of, uh, Japanese like new age music. Um, right. so it's very it's very ambiotic, it's very synth heavy, it's very uh trippy, if you will. So like and I my production is grandiose. So I wanted it I wanted it to uh, capture all of these different things that were inspiring me at the time. Both from, you know, a subject standpoint as well as a palette for the production. You know what right. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I feel that, man. Like uh, a lot of my, uh, um, a lot of my go-to movies. Uh, like uh, actually, like um, I'm, I'm working on a uh, on a project, and um, I'm actually using uh, I'm actually using Hitch as like the as like kind of like the main like not not like everything is going to be ba- based on hitch but more like the kind of like the concept of right um you know um kind of being that uh that Kevin that Kevin James Albert Brenneman character got you where, got you. where it's like there's a um and what I want to do with the project is like there's, it's it's very it's gonna be very like the songs. It's not gonna have like a middle, beginning and an end like like a like a movie or a story like a story. It's it, it'll be like it may start at the end and then go to the beginning and then go back to the middle and then maybe go back to the uh, end and pick up some pieces and stuff like that. So it's just like, um, yeah, man, like Hitch and then like uh, it, it's like Hitch and like uh. I would put like brown sugar in there, um, kind of just kind of weaving through like the like the joy and and like the heartache of, of like being in love or finding love and uh, uh-huh. are you you know are you do you think that you're you know is is are you worthy of of being in love with somebody you know it's it's all this stuff so it's like man like um, I always like. Uh, and, and sometimes, like I'll either like I'll pick out a movie for like the concept, or um, um, there's an, another project that me and my uh, me and my nephew uh, are working on. Because me and my nephew, we are uh, uh, got this thing called Jupiter Sage, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, we you know we do beats together and stuff like that. So now uh, um, he's he's rhyming, he's rhyming and and you know i'm still rhyming so we we're doing this uh 
like a, we might do like a two pack or a three pack or something like that, where um, it's like we're just kind of talking about like the like the dream at like have, having these dreams of doing you know doing whatever you want to do, but then like what's the reality of that? Yeah, shout out to him too, man, because he's super cold. I liked y'all last uh, EP that y'all dropped a couple months yeah. back. It was fire. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, shout out, shout out to my nephew, Aaron, man. Uh, man, dude, I like I said, man, I, I I really enjoyed the album, man. And um, is there uh, so are you are you uh, are you working on anything else? Uh, like either music related or not music related, or yeah, so um, yeah. Recently, I I quit my uh quit my job, which was super liberating for me. Um, and I did that so that I would have more time to uh devote just to like <clears throat> my creative endeavors, not just the music, but my brand, Definite Power too. Um, so it's a lot of stuff in the works, a lot of new music that's coming out. Um, and then I got something special coming up for the one year anniversary of I'm Mortal. Um, that I'm working on as well, but I'm just keeping that under wraps for right now. Um, but yeah, um, I've actually dropped a couple of singles too, um, just to keep the name out there, um, in the past couple of months, you know, so I'm always working. It's just about, it's just about learning how to, um, just have better releases. Like you release, you release an album and you'd be like, oh, okay, what worked, what didn't work. So you know, going back to the drawing board with a lot of different things, um, a lot of good changes, you know, and I just have a lot more time to really, like, spend cultivating my full thought uh, for albums and for releases and stuff like that. So there's a lot coming, so just stay tuned. Okay, man. Yeah, man, definitely, man. And, uh, you know, f- fingers crossed, because I, uh, I, I told you before, and... Um, uh, I'm I'm just let the world know. Like I was like, man, I'm do, I want I want to do a, a a fable Jupiter Sage project. Man. Hey man, I'm I'm down with it. Yeah man, <laughs> I'm down. But with uh, it. yeah man, I'm I'm you know I'm I I'm down too, man. And and uh, just you know, like I said before, you know, just just a big fan of yours and just, you know, just not just as an artist, but just as a, as a, as a person and everything. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, whenever we do, you know, get together and, and uh, drop some stuff, man. No, most definitely. It's going to happen, man. It's going to yeah. happen. You know, life, life crazy. You got a family, got kids. So it, it, it just takes a little bit more of, of an effort, but it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. no doubt, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know what? Um, speaking of uh, uh, just just hip hop and stuff like that, man. Um, one of the topics uh, I know, like, I I wanted to like discuss, you know, with, uh, just to get everybody how they feel and stuff like that. Yo, Tree, man. Uh, did you see this? Um, this Rolling Stones. Uh, Top two hundred hip hop albums of all time list. You know what? Uh, I started looking at it like maybe about an hour ago, because uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of 
you know, delayed on the homework issue. But uh, I'm some of these on here. I I was kind of scratching my head because I'm really, a, cons, you know, considered a casual casual listener, not so much a hardcore guy. And so right. there's a few artists that I can agree with, and some others that are like still making me shake my head. And, and you know the the I don't know if I. Cause then if I say the problem I have with the list, then motherfuckers gonna be like, "Oh, here come the oh these old these old heads always got a problem." It's <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's, it's like and I don't want I don't want, what I will say is I think sometimes, especially in this and in, 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 in this this time that we're living in. Nobody waits for an album to breathe. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, like I think with with our generation, we we like when Wu Tang uh entered the 36 Chambers Wu Tang album came out, we weren't like, oh man, this is a classic. We let it breathe. And 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 then we decided, like, you know, okay, well, you know. Um, we just had these memories of it. You know, we we remember when we heard when we heard Cream. We remember when we heard Biggie's Juicy. Like we we remember all this stuff. And and I it was just like when I saw that list, it was just like man, like I don't. I was just like man, like it, it just it just seemed weird to me. Like, are are half of these albums going to? And I'm I'm not taking anything away from the, those albums. I'm just saying it's half of those albums going to be considered classics, like later down the line. And and so that I think that was my my problem was I was like some of those albums I was like don't get me wrong that they're, they're actually good albums, but I was just like basements of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That 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 was the stuff that bothered me about it. Like, what what you think, Faye? Um, I mean, well, first and foremost, like people's lists, I really could care less. Um, just because a lot of the stuff that be on the list, like you know how you have like the, you just have like the go tos when people talk about like classic albums. We'll talk about hip hop since that's what we talking about. But you know, like when people say classic albums automatically somebody's going to say reasonable doubt uh life at the death they're going to say you know into the 36 chambers they're going to say you know Nas Illmatic you know what i'm saying these are like mm-hmm. the go to answers um but you know i can i can say like hey my classic albums list it probably wouldn't even be on people's list let alone their radars so like for yeah. me personally like slum village fantastic volume 2 is a classic to me Clips yeah. Hell Half No Fury album is a classic to me. You know what I'm saying? Jay Z's mm-hmm. Blueprint is a classic to me. You right. know, so it's like it's 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 different strokes for different folks, man. And what people deem classic is so sub- subjective. Like you can't do you you can sit you can literally sit and argue at a table for three days with people about what is a classic album and what's not a classic album. At the end of the day, it really it really just it comes down to hey, what did such and such album mean to you on a personal level? And right. I think, 
And I think with lists coming from a publication like Rolling Stone, like Rolling Stone is not the who's who of what what's deemed to be classic or not. And they've shown they've shown that over the years. So the it's almost like how we expect the Grammys to understand hip hop fully or the Grammys to get the the nominations right. You got to think about it, man. Like, it's a whole committee. People are voting for certain albums. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not really, uh, it's not really like a clear, it's not like a clear, like, um, how do I want to say this? There's not a clear process or system as to who they say wins the award or not. I feel like it's all a joke to me honestly like i really just gravitate towards what i gravitate toward you know what i'm saying what i like the next man might not like and i'm cool with that uh but i think that's the beautiful thing just about about hip-hop and just music in general it's like man like i like listening to jamiroquai a lot a lot of people my favorite yeah a lot of people wouldn't think that based Mm -hmm. off based off the music that i make but Dude, music is is a universal thing. I just feel like people people get way too upset about lists. Just right. like with B Dot, with with when he when he does like the top, he did the top MCs list of 2022 so mm-hmm. far for the first six months, and you know people was up in arms at that. Every time B Dot drop a list from Rap Radar, people just are uh, in the frenzy. I yeah. don't understand it. That's that man's yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. His opinion is his opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think mm-hmm. I think West Side Guns Pray, Pray for Paris album is is brilliant, but a lot of people would deem that a classic album. It's about what what affects you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I like I more than more than just the music. I understand like the aesthetic that people try to create too. So there's a right. lot of albums lyrically it might be subpar, but the presence and the aesthetic of the album is so strong. It makes up for the lack of lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's yeah. where people like a Travis Scott. I can see why a young a young dude is, would think like Travis Scott is guy. Cause look at the man's production. Look at his entire the entire package. The totality of the package is great, and it brings people in. So you know, right. it's all subjective, man. Yeah. So I, I had the same conversation with a. Um... With, with one of my guys, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna shout him out. Shout out to D Nick from the Microphone Misfits. So I had a conversation with him, and I told him, I said, you know, I think because I've I've heard a lot of young young cats say, um, as far as like you know, everybody's always gonna talk about the Wu Tang and the Biggies and the Nas and stuff like that. Like when it when are y'all gonna let Kendrick have a spot and classic albums or when is when y'all gonna have like Cole or Drake or Ray Sherman and them like, yeah it's like yeah it's it's like man like yeah push the T so when 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 are y'all gonna have these cats like be in, be on that same list and and I told you know I was telling uh uh D Nick I was like man I said I said, look, dog. Like I said, I got Kendrick in there for a bunch of his albums <laughs> on on yeah. a classic list. So, like, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I just, you know, what I'm saying it's like, but I totally agree because, you know, 
it, it is a it is that 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 person's opinion and and of, of what of what they feel, especially like B dot. Um, you know, and I do hear a lot of people say like what what are you basing a, a, a classic on? What are the metrics? Like there has to be a system and all this other stuff. And and I and I get it, you know, and I, I get that part too. I think that um I think that we um it, it just seemed like with hip hop, like you know, and I listen to I listen to a lot of stuff too, like just just on the music front, like like I love I I love hip hop, but I love I love classic soul music and reggae music probably Absolutely. more than I do 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 hip hop. So like you know, um, but it's like man, it's like we the only ones that especially when it comes to music and movies. It's like we the only ones that just like if you like gave if Fable gave his top ten albums of all time, I'm like, oh, you you put that album in there? You don't know shit about hip hop. I'm like, wait, what? Like, yeah. like, like we go to the extreme on 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 stuff like that, man. Like, and, and you know, and 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 I'm I'm even talking to, to myself as well because sometimes. I'll hear stuff and I'm like, really that? But all right, man. Like you know, I ain't, I ain't going to the extreme to be like, man, you should never talk about hip hop ever again, man. Like I, don't, I don't go that route. But like, it's just like bro, we the bro. only, we the only ones that point. do that. Case in point with what you just said, I feel like that about Playboy Cardi. Right. Playboy, Playboy Cardi's music. I'll just say it's not for me per se. Mm-hmm. And lyric lyrically is 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 nothing there lyrically, mm-hmm. but if you actually see footage of Playboy Cardi perform live, or if you go to a Playboy Cardi show and you feel the energy there, it's like mm-hmm. ah, I get it. Even yeah. though it's not for you, there's mm-hmm. a reason why certain artists are as big as they are. Same thing with Lil Uzi Vert. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, it's it's not for me per se, mm-hmm. but I think just me being a like a producer, and I'm pretty sure you like you know this too. Like, just because it's not for you, it don't mean that I can't necessarily call it whack. I could just say it's not for me, but yeah. I can understand because of the totality of the package. I can understand why mm-hmm. he's as big as he is. You know what and I'm I, saying? And I think that's probably why I like a lot of them. It like you said, it may not be. Lyrically, what I what I want to hear, but their aesthetic gets me to to like them. Like I I remember having like mad conversations about how I I I fuck with Ray Shrummer like heavy. I like Ray Shrummer. They slept on, bro. Yeah, I I love Ray Shrummer, and people would look like you listen to Ray Shrummer, and I'm like, dude, like they got some fire shit. Like like, and, and, and I agree with you, like. It's something about uh, Playboy Cardi that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It was just like I don't like the like the you know his his voice sometimes gets me, but it's like, but I have I've seen like footage and and like he had I don't know what what it was. It was like I think the live part of it got me, and I was just like, okay, I see why everybody. Likes this dude, his aesthetic, like who he is on stage, and I get why people like him. And there's a song that he had, um, 
I think on his new album, and it's him and Future, and and all he's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. all he's basically saying is I'm on the X, I'm on the code, Dean. And I, for some reason, that song is fire to me, dude. Like, you know, and it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's and I and I get it, and I think I think, and that's another conversation that I've had with other people. I think we just there's a lot of people that's just so hip hop. That it's like you yeah, you don't allow man. yourself to like just listen to this and you could be like man I I don't rock with it but I I can see it for what it is you know what I'm saying like yeah them it, they call them dinosaurs man like yeah. when you when you can't when you can't listen to nothing past the golden era it's like come on fam. Like man, there's so so many great bodies of work that have come out after the golden era. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like people who don't talk mm-hmm. enough about like the early two thousands, like the, that mid two thousand era. Man, some great music, some yeah. great sounds, and everything that have come from that era. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just about you just got to be versatile, man. And I yeah. think I I love the fact that you could go to a Playboy Cardi show and you could see these white punk rock kids moshing with like the most thuggish gangster like shorties it's a it's a melting pot it's everything it's cultures like they they're clashing with one another like the mm-hmm. punk the punk vibe is clashing with the hip hop it's it's clashing with the the with the streets like all of that you know what i'm saying like yeah. those when when you able to make music that cross those different paths like that's a beautiful thing yeah, that definitely, man. Like I, and it's another name that you brought up too. That that I that I I, plus I don't know what it, it. I mean, it's everything that we just talked about. So I can't really say I don't know what it is because it. I do know what it is. But Uzi verse music, I like that dude's music. Like yeah, like I just like you know what I'm saying. It's just like man. It's like do I. Is it is it something that just like do I listen to it like every single day? No, I might pop hey. it in once in a while or whatever like that, just to you know yep. what I'm saying. Yeah, but, shout out like, my um, shout out my little bro, uh, little door. He is he's another um dope like young uh artist coming out of the city, but he was a he was a huge huge little Uzi little little Uzi Vert fan like from jump. And he used to always tell me, hey, man, he was like, I know it might not be your cup of tea, but just give him a chance, like, listen to his stuff. And at first, I'm like, man, I'm not listening to that. But, man, mm-hmm. like, when I when I actually delved into it and listened to The Love is Rage, like, that got me, like, into, like, Trippy Red and a whole bunch of, like, other shorties that's, like, right. really dope for what they do. Um, Trippy Red, he's right. another one, man. Like, people look at his appearance and be like, man, I'm not taking this dude seriously. But man, when it comes to song structure and his voice, yeah, man can really rap, and he's influenced by a lot of the stuff that we into. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's just like people are finding their own lanes and they being comfortable in their own lanes. So I always love when I when I find a new artist, whether they're young or whether they're older, that mm-hmm. just kind of like has they has their own lane, creates their own universe, if you will, and they thrive in that. And they invite yeah. people in. It might not be the status quo, but hey, man, come check it out. You might like something here. You know what I'm saying? So, right. 
Man, so what what about you, Tree, man? Like, how, how, you know, what, what about you, dog? Like, what you think of, like, because uh, that, that's another um, that's another question I want to ask since we kind of on this. It's like, what, what's, what's your relationship with music? And, and the reason why I want to ask that, because Fable brought up something, something uh, real, real, like, I was like, okay, now that he said that, now I'm going to talk about it. Because there are people that just like, I know people that just be like, man, I don't listen to none of this stuff. I don't, I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm just sticking with this. I'm going to be like, and I be looking at them like, come on, dog. Like, for real, it's, it is not that serious. But like, <laughs> but but for some people, it, it, it is. And I just be like, dog, like, it's, so I, I just always wonder, like, what, what is, like, what's the, like, what is people's relationship with music, man? Do you, is it like, do you still, like, are you still in love with it? Or, or is it just like, I'm like, okay with it? Like, Tree, what, what's, what's your relationship with music? My relationship with music is simple. It drives the bus. Um, I can't leave the house without hearing something. Uh, I try to sneak it on at work. You know, I go home from work and it's on. So, yeah, it drives the bus. Now, I will say that I kind of feel like I'm in, I'm like I'm partially in that group that's like, I'm not listening to this. And then there's other, you know, parts of me that are like, you know what, let's do this. Like, I didn't even know who Fable was before, you know, I got the word that he was coming on the show. And so, of course, I'm doing homework and I'm listening and I listened to the entire uh, I'm Mortal album and I'm like, Okay, um, there's a couple of tracks that I just absolutely love and will probably be on my playlist, you know, going forward, and some mm-hmm. others that I, you know, have to listen to. But music drives the bus, so <laughs> yeah, no matter how yeah. what I'm doing or how it's getting done, music drive. Look, I pay <clears throat> Spotify ten dollars a month just so I can listen to it while I'm playing the PlayStation, you know, integrated into the system. Music right. drives yep. the bus. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I, I I feel the same way, but but you know, F- Fable, what's your you know, just just because and this is also when I when I asked too, because you know, because we're both artists, so like and um like I've also found people who say like when they when they record you know, music they can't listen to anything because uh, it might seep into their into their music or whatever. Are, do you have that same vibe too, or is it just like it? It doesn't matter. I'm I, I know what I want to do for my project. You know what? That's that's a great question. Um, to answer it, I'm. So this is this is how I this is how I take in just um stuff from the outside and just apply it to what I'm doing. Um, it's never me trying to chase, like, the popular flow that's out right now and let me make a song with that flow. It's never that. It's always right. like, ah, let me listen to this flow. Okay, what is sticking out with people? Oh, it's these witty one-liners. Okay, witty one-liners. Check. How can I how can I take those witty one-liners and apply it to what what it is that I do? So I already got my set structure of like how I do songs or how I rap, what have you. 
I'm just influenced by different nuances from different things. So it's not just one thing in totality. If I'm listening to, let's say if I'm listening to Uzi Vert or Playboy Cardi um, rap or whatever mm-hmm. they do, mm-hmm. I go to myself, okay, something here is catchy. Why? What? What's catchy here? What is catching my attention? And the thing with Playboy Cardi is he catches people's attention because of the repetition of his lyrics. So, you know, one of the one of my favorite joints off of a whole lot of red is never too much. And mm. the hook is literally him saying never too much over and over and over again. Right. The thing is right. rep- repetition is the key to embed certain things in people's subconscious. So, you might not necessarily like the song, but that never too much is stuck in your subconscious. So, now you riding around and you saying never too much. Never too much. And you don't even understand why you're saying it. It's because you planted that seed in your subconscious. Yeah. So it's about taking different yeah. things that work on the macro level and applying it to what you do on a micro level. So it's like, all right, I want to have that same repetitious flow on my song, but I don't want to repeat it every bar like he's doing it. So what's mm-hmm. a creative way for me to do that? So it's just about taking bits and pieces from different things, molding it, and mixing it with your own dough, you know what I'm saying? And making your own version of the cookies, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just about taking taking bits and pieces and applying it to your overall thing or what you do. Okay. okay, well, since you mentioned repetition, I'm going to ask the both of you, uh, what one song is probably on repeat on your playlist right now? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Song on repeat for me okay. is uh, go go ahead go ahead. I got my um it's it's a oh, it's a bunch of them but it's like um it's either between Ray Ray Schwimmer has a song called uh, Swing most of young niggas like Swing that that song or uh Tim or the butcher. Mm. Those are the two yeah. that like. Uh, you don't know me by uh Dwayne Harden with the uh, Gospel House Choir. Yeah, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, for me, it's um, me is a uh, way to the morning uh by PJ Morton. It's off this new album featuring Chronics. Um. The hook, it's it's a reggae joint, but the hook is so it's so crazy and the harmony, I can't get that out of my head. Ah. Right. <laughs> oh man. You know oh, th- that reminds me, I do need to listen to that new PJ PJ Morton album. Hey, PJ Morton, PJ Morton last couple albums have been top tier. It started with Gumbo. Gumbo was like his ode to Stevie Wonder. Then he did a yeah. gospel joint which was fire. This new joint it's it's crazy, man. And mm-hmm. the thing I like about this last this this new album is that it's one. It sounds like one seamless song. Like one song just eloquently goes into the next song. It's fire. Yeah, you're gonna love it when you, whenever you sit down with it, though. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. It's a vibe, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got like gumbo. Gumbo is like a chef kiss. That's like man. <laughs> Gumbo is fire, man. I, uh, I love that. But I gotta listen I'm to that. I'm kind of mad you said the chef kiss thing because I that commercial is in my head again. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm 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 with I'm with Mantry. I'm so with you, dog. Like like have, like music being the bus and stuff like that. I'm with you, dog. Like I just no 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 music drives the bus. I'm the bus. Drives, <laughs> I'm music, music drives the bus. Like music is so so integrated in, in into just everything of like just even like there's, there's time there's times when I like wake up in the morning and I just start like listening to songs or just like listening to like stuff that I feel like oh man I wanna I wanna use I wanna like I gotta find some samples and stuff like that so I just dig and stuff like that sometimes I go on my you know go on my Spotify like you know um it's just like it's it's always it's it's in me, man. It's, it's just like music drives the bus, man. I, I I love that, man, because because it does, man. Like, and we're I, so like, spoiled. We're so spoiled as uh as consumers of music. It's it's kind of like what Tree was saying. Like he he pays Spotify ten ten dollars a month. Man, I pay Apple Music and I pay Title, just because I like certain things in each one. Because um, mm-hmm. I like to put my own personal music into Apple Music. I could do that off my computer. But title, the sound quality is like top notch. So, dude, we have we have basically the entire world of music in the palm of our hand. So whatever you feeling like at the moment, I can go on and turn to some Jamiroquai on. Like, man, I'm sick of listening to rap right now. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sick of this. Let me go listen to some Genesis. Oh, I'm I'm done with that. Let me go listen to some gospel music. Oh, you know what? No, let me uh, let me go listen to some Pat Metheny. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. endless. It's just it's endless. Like you could do whatever you want to. If you want to take a stroll down the '70s, you can. And there's so yeah. many curated playlists and things. Like, dude, that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying. So, like, when when a lot of people say, "Oh man, I only listen to this one type of music," or "I can't really rock with that," it's like, man, have you even tried? Have you even opened up your mind? to kind of experience something outside of what you regularly accustomed to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One of the one of the groups that surprised me the most, and I don't even know what they're saying because their Icelandic group is a cigarros. They make some of the most beautiful ear, like, it's ear candy, man. I don't even, yeah. like, know how to, like, fully explain it. But, man, mm-hmm. it's just... It's 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 high level atmospheric music, crazy buildups, percussion. That is is stuff that tugs on your heartstrings, and you don't even know what they're saying lyric wise, but the music moves you. So you know what I'm saying, like, dude, music mm-hmm. music saved my life, and it's what keeps me going on a day to day basis. So yeah, you know, man, I'm glad you said that music moves you because I got a question for the both of you since you guys are artists. Uh, which mm-hmm. one is more important, the music or the message? Hmm. I've, I feel like I feel like they go hand in hand. Yeah. Okay. I feel like they're, they're equally. Like I, I try to find that perfect, like especially when me and and Aaron are like creating beats and stuff together and just doing our thing. It's like I try to find that perfect. Like, I gotta find something so that way, whatever I'm gonna talk about, 
It's gonna be fire on this beat. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that, I think that, that was that will go hand in hand for you. Yeah, yeah, it it goes hand in hand. But it, it really yeah. does go hand in hand with me. Yeah, I feel like the music is just as important as the message. Um, but more than anything, I feel like I feel like your message so I'm like I like to decipher stuff sometimes, so I don't necessarily want you to put everything just out on the track in black and white. I want you to be creative with the delivery. Like, case in point, you know, uh, off Kendrick's new album, um, my, one of my favorite joints on there is We Cry Together. And basically yeah. the track is just him arguing with his with his baby mama. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, dude, there's so much emotion in that song. The song encapsulates so many different layers of the world that we live in. Um, just about double standards, uh, what the quote unquote responsibility of a woman is in the relationship, what the responsibility of a man is in a relationship, but it's not, it's not putting it out. These are the issues. This is what society says here. This is what society says a man is supposed to do. This is what society says a woman is supposed to do. It's them arguing and through their argument and through the lyrics in the song, you get to understand the totality of the message behind the song right so that's why when when people initially listen to it i was like man this is the this the coldest song on the album and when i break it down to them they're like man i didn't even think about it like that Mm -hmm. so i like those create i like those creative ways those outside of the box ways of conveying a message without conveying a message saying hey this is what the message is like allow the listening to do some work you know what i'm saying yeah. That's what that's the stuff that I like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um that that's one of my favorite songs too, man. And, and um another one fa- favorite song off off that album, that that Kendrick album is Savior. Yes, sir. Man. Yeah. Dude, sir. like that song, I'm just like, man, it's cuz you know, it's I, what what from like what I got from it, you know, it was just like, man, like I'm human, and it's like even though I'm human, because I'm at this this place that I'm at, y'all put me so high up on this on this pedestal, like I'm a savior. But it's like, dude, I'm not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gonna like I could say something, and people be like, man, that's some bullshit. I don't, I don't, I don't really fuck with your music no more, Kelby. Like, why? Because I said this, like. I'm I'm not a savior. Like I'm human. Like I have I have my own thoughts. I have ways that I my own ways of doing things. And just because you don't, you know, I, I always like. And I I think I might have mentioned this to Tree too. Like when like when people like when when people get into arguments about certain things and they're just like, man, fuck that. I don't want I don't want to talk to you no more. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Because if if all it takes is an argument. That we can just be like, okay, we we don't have to agree on this, but we still cool. But if you feel like you're not gonna be cool with me no more because something that I said that you don't agree with, then maybe we wasn't really friends in the first place. So you know, hope all all was well with you. You know, live your life, that's bro. Also, like, that's also a result of uh, that's a result of immaturity too and insecurity. Because um, I know for a fact. If if all of us sat and just going back to the to the list thing, it's just like Tree was saying. If we all sat down 
and we came up with our own like top ten albums of all time on a personal level. Mm-hmm. All of ours is gonna differ, and we'll probably be able to argue that hey, that ain't no classic. This is a classic, whatever. But we we'll all be able to sit out at the table. I feel like and agree to disagree on whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? But there's mm-hmm. a lot of people. If you don't see things the way that they see it, they don't want you around at all. And I think that that's whack and that's problematic. And that's why we got so many one-sided individuals out here today. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's a big world we live in. Like, there's more there's more perspectives out there than just yours. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why with everything, man, whether people, you know, love the songs on my album or they hate the songs on the album. I was I know that I was honest with myself when I was making them. What everybody else does or how they feel about it, that's mm-hmm. them. But I can't be I can't be shaken by that. You know what I'm saying? I just right. I'm I'm always open. I listen to the criticisms just as much as I listen to the praise. Nobody's yeah. perfect, man. You know? So mm-hmm. it's just about making making a better product every time that you drop something. So yeah. that's what it's Most about. Definitely. And you know that- <laughs> The the philosophy that I have is is especially like when with with like making music, it's like would you like people to to like your stuff? Absolutely. But like for those that don't like it, you know that that's cool too. But at the end of the day, like I have to like it. Right. I have to like it because if I didn't like it, I wouldn't put it out. You know what I'm saying? Like right. and so I have to like it like and I'm not saying that's I it, I'm not saying that's the, you know, it, it could be the most important thing because, like I said, like, I have to like it. You know what I'm saying? For me, no, to, that's most definitely the, the most important thing. Because right. if you don't like it, why are you putting it out? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that that's 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 where I'm at. It's like, no, I have to like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, even, um, you know, like, you could put, I remember right around when, uh, black cinema. We put our first project out, and it it was so many people that just told me, man, like like thoughts. Like everybody loved thoughts, and, mm-hmm. and people were just telling me, man, like nobody really like the way that you were talking. It was like it was like mental health, but nobody really, you know, was was saying it the way that you were saying it because it was like you know because the name of the song is thoughts. You didn't have a complete thought. You just had all these random thoughts and and stuff like that. And 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 I remember just like I know what that song meant to me to write it. And there's a couple of people who was just like, "Man, that shit trash." Like, cool. You know, what I'm I, you know, of course, you know, you know that 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 saying about you know uh, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Like that that play that plays with you. But at the end of the day, it's like. Everybody ain't gonna like the shit that you got, but there are gonna be people that's gonna like it. But Absolutely. most importantly, I have to like it. <laughs> right. Okay. So as a photographer, um, I've had a few shots that I've taken that I was kind of like, mm, but I threw it out there and ended up getting very positive feedback. Uh, to the two of you guys, if there are any tracks that you have developed at you probably throwing them out there and had that same result. It was like, I really don't feel this, but I'm going to throw it anyway. And then have you had any, like, surprisingly positive results as a, re- as a result of doing that? Uh, for 
me off the Our Mortal album, um, believe it or not, that track Pass You By, when I did it, I wasn't all the way sold on it. Mm-hmm. So, but I was like, I, I just put it on there anyway. And then uh, Give Me Mine, believe it or not, I felt like that about that too. <clears throat> and when I put the album out, Give Me Mine and Pass You By, those are the two songs that people rock with the most. So, right. Yeah, right. that's two examples of songs I was like, ah. I was like, I just put them on there anyway. And, yeah, they ended up doing really well. So, mm. You know, um, I would say, and and actually, Fable Fable actually told me he well he mentioned it before. You know, because me and uh, Aaron uh, Jupiter, you know, our, we did a Jupiter Sage project, and um, it was it was a song on there that everybody like really liked, and you told me you liked it too. It was just I was like, man, like when I, I remember when I first did it, I was just like, but is this really good? And like people just the the song uh, was a uh, uh, we did a song called uh, the Ghost Face Killer. And, yeah, um, you snapped on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and my ooh, if people don't really, you know, it's like ugh, people don't really like this song. And I think when everybody was just like, man, like this, like you and your nephew snapped on this stuff on the beat and you snapped on the rhymes and I was just like and I just kept saying, really? But you know, I would play it off and be like, oh man, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And then I remember just like I remember listening to the song just like I think it was like on a like just on a like this loud like speaker. And I was just remember just like listening to the song. And I was just like and I remember texting uh Aaron and I was just like yeah, we killed that shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's, sometimes, even even with that tree, like sometimes it's like, even if if you don't really know if it works or whatever, sometimes you might need a reminder. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, like I said, even with the, uh, I would say even with. With thoughts, I was just like, man, I was like, if people don't really like this song, like it's kind of heavy, you know. And, and yeah, I know we do that Virgo thing where we go back and we, you know, look over our stuff and we kill ourselves over it, and then people actually like it. Yeah, I could, yeah, I mean, it's like I always told you, my favorite joints that you that you drop are always those introspective joints where you really like, where you really vulnerable on it. And I know you say like. You know, in the past, like you didn't always feel comfortable, like being being that vulnerable or just worrying about how people are gonna take it or receive it. And I straight told you, I was like, bro, that ain't your responsibility. That's on other people. I was like, but the fact that you were being that vulnerable on the track, it unlocks a different side of your pen. Like, and yeah. I still feel like that to this day. So, like your introspective joints. And when you really start getting in your bag with like the relationship stuff or like how something in the relationship hurts you, like them the joints that I be like, Yeah, you just need to just just go on a full like emotional tirade for a whole album and just right. let it rock. <laughs> that's that's my favorite part of your writing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like you go I feel like you go to another place when you when you get in the, get into that bag. Yeah. 
And you know what, man? It was um uh again I want to shout out D Nick because I've had this conversation with D Nick too. He said the same thing too. He was just um he told me that um like just like because because I you know I'm I'm doing you know the lo-fi collective stuff now and it's like I've I've had to take myself out of the the like the black cinema stuff and so I felt like with black cinema there there were parts of it that I was I was like you know you got like like you said the relationship stuff and like the introspective stuff but it wasn't enough because I was just like I was just wanting to prove that I was a great uh, that I was a great rapper so it's like, yeah, you'll you'll get hit this this stuff here and there, but all the other stuff is I'm I'm just gonna prove I'm a, I'm a dope ass rapper. And then it's like <laughs> now now because of like doing the lo-fi collective stuff, it's it's opened me it's opened up for me more to to be more vulnerable because now it's just like it's like man, I don't care, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't care about not want to be vulnerable if you know i, I do want to be vulnerable you know what I'm saying? and right. and i think it, it works you know and and even like you know uh d nick tells me all the time he he tells me like he feels that like my best work comes from the lo-fi collective stuff um because it because it did it did allow me to just be more open and, and be more vulnerable and not care you know what somebody thought because I was I was being vulnerable. Yeah, think man, think about think about the greatest MCs that we have like in hip hop. Like number one, if we talking about emotion, they got to Scarface got to be up there. Like mm-hmm. that dude speak he speaks with so much emotion and what he's saying. Mogs know that Scarface can rap, but Scarface the the people that are like diehard fans is because of the emotion that he puts into the lyrics. And the thing, the subject matter that he talks about, and the, his voice inflections and all of that, you could tell that what he's rapping is what he's genuinely feeling. So that anytime that you coming from that standpoint, your music is always gonna penetrate people's hearts more um, and tug at their heartstrings because you're allowing people to feel the same emotion that you felt in that moment through the song, and they'll be able to feel it. And that's that's the sign of a great songwriter. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's even the approach that I was taking, you know, with my album. I didn't want so much to, like, bar niggas to death because Mugs know I can rap. I really wanted to make a cohesive project, a cohesive album, talking about these different parts of myself. You know what I'm saying? And really paint pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what matters to me most. And those artists are the artists that, that are going to last forever. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's why people rock with Kanye the way that they rock with Kanye is because you could feel the feeling in his records. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, man. Absolutely right, man. Like I that's you know, and and I think it's like like I look back at stuff and I'm like, damn man, like why were not so vulnerable? And a lot of stuff. It was like this shit is freeing. Like it's, it's like yeah. it, it it's very it's freeing. Therapy. Yeah. It's therapy, man. Yeah. Man, Tree, so um with you being a photographer, man, it, like are there like like shots or, or anything like that that you take and you just like, man, I don't know if I really like it, but like 
people actually like mess with it? And does it turn the tide for you to be like, okay, I, I, I do, I like, I like this, I like it now. You know, does that happen with you? You know what? Not so much like uh, it turned the tide, but um, I'm one of those guys that when I see it and I shoot it, you know, that is what it is. And even if I'm kind of on the fence about it, I still like it because it's my stuff. You know, right. that, that goes back to that uh, artists are sensitive about their shit. So, yeah, it, it's still yeah. my stuff. So I'm probably going to defend it until I die. <laughs> Right. Even if I ab- even if I absolutely hate it, but um, there are a lot of pictures that I've taken that I probably was like, Ee. and then it lit up my Instagram or something. I was like, okay. Then I go back and look at it, and stop beating myself up about it. Right. <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times, if I see a shot like that, then not only am I kind of iffy about the shot, but I start to you know doubt my talent. Right, and that's pretty much a no-no. So, I had to learn to step away from myself and kind of, you know, focus on what I'm looking at. I think it isn't. While it is important, it is not the end-all, be-all. So, when I look at, you know, my Instagram or my Facebook or my Twitter, and people like it, then I'm like, okay, it's not just me, you know. There's a general consensus. Now, what I will do is I will try to filter out you know, those people that know me. And, you know, we've come up since like babies and pacifiers. I try to throw their opinion out the window and right. look at other right. people that came on that I really don't know and kind of get a gauge as to what it's really doing. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I've got a few of those. Okay. That's what's up, man. Man, tree. Uh, uh, what's uh, other other than the one song that you mentioned? What else? What else is in your playlist? Okay, I got to go back to the list now. So, I like "Beautifully Made" a lot. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, I appreciate I was, that. Bro. I was sitting there listening to it. I was like, "This has definitely got to be a love letter." And, and- you know. It was one other song that I was listening to and I was about to ask you whether or not that was uh, something that was situational, like it was a personal experience or, you know, was that just something, you know, for the track? Was it, uh, don't, don't you know, or was it, um, was it Leave? Leave. That's the one. Because. Um, nah, that, go, go ahead, go ahead. Leave connected with me personally because I had a situation that I needed to get out of, and I got out of it in dramatic fashion. <laughs> so that mm. one connected with me, and I, I definitely got to ask, was that something that actually happened, or was that just based on t- story experience? No, it was based on story experience. Um, on that track, I really wanted to like tell a story with my verse. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of like women that I've come across in my life that have been like in that, like they were born into a tumultuous situation. So they hold mantras like, man, I'm gonna get it how I live. So, you know what I'm saying? They will, they were either molested by like their father or uncle or something like that. You know what I'm saying? 
and it kind of like made them harden like to the world around them. So they just felt like they had to go into protection mode. So like that's what that's what my verse is breaking down. Just like the the plight of uh, of a girl growing up in that environment becoming a a, a casualty of the environment um, and not really learning how to like how to cope. Number one but how to think outside of just the immediate surroundings and allowing the environment to consume them. So that's like, that was the point of my verse in that song. Now, what I liked about it too, is that you didn't just stop there. You also kind of touched on the fact that guys have issues like that too, that they need to escape from. Facts. Big mm -hmm. facts. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. And that joint is featuring uh Fillmore Green and Neek. So, yeah, yeah, they all they all came with it on that joint. Okay, it's good yeah. stuff, man. And and I'm I'm you know it's, it's it's dope the way that you that that you talked about one situation and like Tree said you you went into a situation you know it was a situation where there was a guy who had had to lead too and I think that's that's a that's dope because a lot of times nobody goes that route especially. And songs. How many songs do we do we know where like, you know, a guy is just talking about, man, I had to like, I had to get out the situation because it was, it 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 wasn't it wasn't good for me. You know what I'm saying? It's it's mostly like, you know, the 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 women telling telling that story. You know, so right. I, I I loved it, man. It was it was, it was dope to me too, man. Uh, yeah, and, um, another joint on there. Where it, it it literally is my life, uh, my verse on broke. Um, that's that's literally like a microcosm of like my life and just my mom raising me on the west side. So mm. all that stuff is true. You know what I'm saying? Right. I've seen a lot of gruesome stuff just growing up in the hood, and instead of like draw me in, it repelled me to a lot of stuff. So that's why I carried myself the way that I carried myself. Cause my mom always taught me to be an individual thinker. Don't give in to what other people are doing around you, and I always stood out like a green thumb. So, oh, okay, yeah, man. Tree, yes, sir. Man, let me let me ask you this, man. Then we gonna we we gonna we gonna get up out of here. Um, what? What what artists do you listen to more than any any other artists? Mm. Well, uh, it, it, Michael Jackson is definitely you know the guy, <laughs> no matter what. Right. You know, it's Michael Jackson to me is like Pac Man. You know me, I'm a gamer. I got Pac Man right. on every system that I own, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, Michael first. Um, I will. These kid, I mean, pretty much anything from that era, you know, it's gonna be on there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that, I'm I'm still open to a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, of course, '80s stuff is gonna be on there too, because that's how that that's how that roll. That's like that's like high school. So, mm -hmm. so '70s, '80s, '90s, most definitely. Um, right. New guys I'm warming up to as I listen to them because a lot of times I don't listen to the radio. 
because they play like the same side five songs 15 times a day for three months um shout out to sagat for that because that's actually in his song funk that um but it's true <laughs> um so like with new guys a lot of times you know i had to be either introduced to them or like i said before because i'm a gamer if you make a video game soundtrack and i happen to hear it and i like it it's going down <laughs> right but yeah, uh, going back to your, your question, Michael Jackson is definitely the dude that's driving the bus. Oh, okay. What about you, Faye? Um, i probably say the most. Believe it or not, um, that for, the Jamiroquai uh, Space Cowboy album, that's like one of my favorite albums of all time. I like that. Um, Traveling Without Moving is my, you know, on the list too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So like, Stillness of Time, you know, Space Cowboy, yeah. Manifest Destiny probably is my favorite Jamiroquai song. Um, that gets the most play. Um, besides that, right now, honestly, is is Yay Push and Kendrick. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that and Pharrell production. So Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, we like Pharrell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I think for me, the one artist I listen to like the most uh, Bob Marley. Uh oh. Yeah. I see. I'm, I'm thinking yeah, about the conversation Marley last week. The most. Huh? <laughs> thinking about the conversation we had on the last show. I mean. Yeah. We we we're talking about because he smoked weed or. <laughs> <laughs> no man. No. I I just I love. I just love like his being man. Just like, like you know what what song I listen to the most like. Like I would say this, like Three Little Birds got me through some like very like deep stuff. Like, you know, Three Little Birds is the don't worry about a thing. Every little thing's gonna be all right. That that got me through some stuff. But now wait, was he, that before or after rolling? <laughs> I was playing with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh he got he got this song. Uh, called uh, Cornerstone. My God, bro! The stone, the stone that the builder refused, will always be the the head cornerstone. Is just, I'm just, I I love Bob Marley. Like, um, as far as like the newer stuff, like I'm I'm with Fable with uh with with uh Push, uh Benny. Kanye, um, I listen to uh, uh, like stuff like Earl Sweatshirt, Mavi, uh, Navy Blue, um, just all like just kind of like really, and especially because um, you know I do like lo-fi music, so I, I'm more versed in just like listening to all these like lo-fi uh, beat makers and like lo-fi rappers and stuff like that. So just like. That's that's what I listen to mostly, but like the like I said, the one artist I listen to on a daily basis, Bob Marley. Kel's gonna come on the set with some dreads one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna have a thick ass Rick Ross beard. It's gonna be long, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my 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 dreadlocks. I'm telling you, it's gonna. <laughs> Man, look. <laughs> 
I'm, I might have to institute. I might have to institute a uh, you know clip that beard policy coming through the door. Like, hey, look, <laughs> hey, <laughs> man, but man, shout out to Fable, man. Thank you for coming on to the to the to the pod, man. Again, yes, sir. Thanks for man, thanks so- for coming by. This was fun, man. So. Uh, Tell everybody where they can uh where they can find you at, where they can listen to you to your album and everything, bro. Hmm. I think Fable kind of dropped out, but but uh but shout out to him. Uh his his album uh I'm Mortal is on all the DSPs. Go check it out. Man, uh Tree, you got any shout outs or anything? Uh, I guess because we were threatened last week, uh, I'm gonna shout out uh, my cousin Jeff, who's overseas in uh, Japan. <laughs> you know, because we we got some serious hate mail over that one, right? <laughs> um, shout out moms, you know, whenever she decides to listen to the show, because you know I've been on her neck, and she's like, "Well, I didn't see the text message, man." If you don't, uh, never mind. <laughs> um, I, I definitely want to shout out everybody that's listening to us, you know, because you know we this is what we do it for. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, shout to you for having me on again. Uh, hey, you know, I I feel like uh somebody messed around and dragged me off the couch and was like, do this, right? Damn, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yo, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. But I had a phone call come to it. it was wifey calling me. Oh, oh yeah, okay. you gotta have that. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> take that. But yo, like what uh I just you know, uh man, if you got any shout outs and uh you know, just letting the people know where they can find you at, find your music and all that stuff. Word. Uh yeah, so um you can find me on all, all DSPs. The easiest way for you to get to my music, uh if you go to my IG. Uh, which is at Fable the Great, everything spelled right. Um, if you hit the link tree uh, link that's in my bio, um, it'll connect you to everything from the Immortal album to all of the singles that I released, um, True Greater Than Sorrow featuring Dirty Sinatra, um, Where I'm From, uh, produced by me. Um, you can find all of that on my IG page. Um, you can also hit up my Bandcamp at fabletogreat.bandcamp.com. Um, for everything mm. that I've released thus far, um, we still got Unmortal on vinyl via Culture Power 45. So you can go to culturepower45.bandcamp.com um, and just look for Unmortal. Um, that's still available on vinyl. Uh, when you get the vinyl, it comes with a digital copy of the album as well. Um, mm. If you if you want some gear, uh, check out infinitepower.com. Um, that's my clothing brand as well as just my brand outside of music. Uh, I N F N T P W R.com. I N F N T P W R.com. Um, yeah, a lot more coming, uh, in the future, um, working on a new album as well as a new EP and a new B tape. Um, so yeah, just be on the lookout. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to all my people. Shout out to Jamal science. Shout out Jay Ricks, shout out Neat, you know, since 96, uh, Fillmore Green, you know what I'm saying, all my people. Um, yeah, man, shout out my family, shout out Kelby, shout out Tree, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sir. Yeah. That's what it is.
Yeah, man. Man, just uh uh once again, shouting out shout out to Fable for coming on the pod again, man, chopping it up with us, man. Uh shout out to, to my family, shout out to my to, to my brother Tree, man. Or uh, uh shout out to all the members of the Lo Fi Collective. Uh uh <laughs> man, so for those that don't know Lo-Fi Collective, we are a collective of um lo-fi producers. Um, um and uh if you haven't heard our debut album, Beautiful Distraction, you can get that. Uh you can listen to that on all the DSPs. Um, you can listen to uh also uh a single that I just dropped called uh The Goody Mob Theory that's also on all the DSPs as well. Um uh Lo-Fi Collective, we we working on some new stuff. Um we we on Instagram, we on uh we on uh, uh Facebook. Uh uh we we de- we basically everywhere, y'all. So y'all can uh, check are we on Twitter because I, I- I mean, I say we since I keep I keep hearing that I got dragged on for the ride. Uh, right. <laughs> um, you know what? I will say I'm going to be working on that, getting the Lo-Fi Collective. On. Um, Dope Sessions is everywhere, too. You can listen to all our podcasts and all the DSPs. Um, we uh, we got a uh, I, we got a video series that, that we did. I did during the pandemic. So if you want to watch those, because uh, uh, Fable's interview is on that too, all you got to do is just type in the Dope Sessions podcast on YouTube. You can check out all the videos, man. Uh, we out of here, man. Peace. Holla back. <laughs>